What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. And you are now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. King. That is the legendary DMAC underscore LA. Doug McCain, if you're nasty, he's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He is on uh, He's on a poster on your grandma's wall in is the it? den. Doug, Thursday... We're getting that much closer to the trade deadline. It's an exciting time in every baby D-Max life. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, look, there's watching yep. Dodger baseball, but there's nothing better than talking Dodger baseball. Mr. Klimpas is in Dodgers Nation out there. Exciting time of the year. The Dodgers take two or three from the Orioles, a team that was right an eight-game win streak. I want some more sweeps, but hey, I'm happy Dodgers in first place. We like first place. It's a good place to be. Don't look behind you right now, though, because the Giants, Giants are doing some things. Just, just saying. But uh, guys, jump in the jump in the chat. There's no DJ producer Cody today, but we got a double tandem behind the board today, and you guys will be hearing from the uh, the wonderful, the delicious Noah Cameras when he wants to chime in. So he'll be keeping an eye out for super chats and all that kind of stuff uh, on today's show. Are we losing trust in Julio Urias? We talked about this on Monday, and he gave us a reason to talk about it again. And that'll be part of our greater three-up, three-down shout-out. Rest in peace, Eric Ulo. <laughs> Trade deadline rumors. That's why you're all here. That's why we're all excited. I hope this thing is titled right, and the Dodgers are going to be playing the Texas Rangers at the home that Corey Seager built. And uh, we got to talk Hello, about black. Corey. Is he the one that got away? Before we get into the show, we're going to remind you we are a podcast. Go find us on all your podcast platforms if you want to just hear us in your ear holes. Uh, and this is a live stream. Again, jump into the comments. But most importantly, the best thing you can do is really mash that thumbs up button. It helps us out, boosts us in those algo rhythms. And uh, if you want to. But already had one? Oh. <laughs> see what happens. You just got to see what happens. So somebody's going to have to drop a super chat. Just, you know what? Let me do it. I'm going to give us a dollar right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, everybody mm -hmm. calm down. Um, whatever I was saying. Oh, yeah. Mash the thumbs up. Uh, subscribe. Do all that kind of stuff. It really uh, helps out the channel more than you know. And Doug, his happiness is directly tied to the amount of subscribers 100%. we have on the site. Uh, our, our boss man, his happiness is directly tied to the amount of times that you guys 
download the Dodgers Nation app. So go check it out. It is on your app store, Dodgers Nation app. Go search Dodgers and Nation or just Dodgers Baseball. It'll probably come up in uh, the Apple iStore, whatever they call it, in the Android store. It's cool. You got your schedule there. They got all Doug's YouTube videos, which is a good time to have YouTube. all the videos while <laughs> YouTube. While uh, the trade deadline is upon us, plus all of our content over at DodgersNation.com. All right, enough of all that. Let's get into the uh, nitty-gritty of it all. Three up, three down, like you said, Doug. Uh, we took we took a two of three against a streaking Baltimore Orioles team, a second-place team in the AL East. What are some things you liked out of that? Well, the first, uh, we might as well start with James Altman. I think James Altman is a guy that his success right now is going to help determine what the Dodgers do at the deadline. We know they might be in the... They might shop for an outfit. They might need an outfit. And hey, one thing I love about him is he goes deep. He gets that home run. It was actually the first time in Baltimore, in over the Baltimore, 414 feet, his 12th <laughs> home run of the year. He was the first left-handed to hit one out. Man, he was fantastic. In July, he's been fantastic as well. He's hitting 310, a 166 weight runs created plus. That's the third highest on the team behind Mookie and Freddie Freeman. The strikeout rate, not terrible. It's not above 13, not above 30%. The walk rate at 14%. So June, he was struggling. Outman is back. He looks like he's really solidifying himself in this mm -hmm. outfield picture past the deadline. So I think it's definitely very important. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's got to help the team. It's got to help the front office uh, in their decision, their tough decision of what to do at this upcoming trade deadline. I mean, now you also already have Jake Marisnik. He's out of the, the equation with a hamstring. You don't know how long he's going to be out, but it sounds like it could be a good bit of time. So there is a need for a fourth outfielder, but to have that three-man left-handed swinging outfield really locking itself in for justice at the right time, Mookie's taken over at second base and is absolutely running with it. Um, I mean, you put all the pieces together. James Altman's having a hell of a season. You know, uh, any any big leaguer, we've seen plenty of big leaguers struggle for two months at a time. It's just it's worse when it's a rookie. It's it's more magnified when it's a rookie. But um, Dave Roberts rewarded for his patience with uh, the older ish rookie and uh, and James Altman, and it's it's looking like a good thing. You just need to keep riding it. There's still two more months plus playoffs. Yeah, no, you said it best. I mean, the fact that you look at the Dodgers lineup, especially against right-handed pitching, to have those three left field, three, those three left-handers out there in the outfield in Peralta, Hayward, and James Alman, it's going to be huge. And I think also you hear the whispers about Cody Bellinger. Should they go out there and trade for Cody Bellinger? Well, James Alman playing above-average defense. The offense is coming along. He's hitting for more power. He's more selective at the plate. So I think they're good in center field right now. I really truly do. So yeah, definitely feeling great about that. That's definitely something to feel good about, especially with Miguel Vargas plummeting and then really starting to hit down to triple-A level. At least some of these rookies are hitting, and that was kind of the talk heading into the season. Altman appears to be a guy that's gotten over his first big, big league slump, and he's really settling in out in center field. We know the fans love talking Altman, and I'm assuming, Noah, the, yeah. the, the conversation is already going pretty decently on online. What's going on? What are folks saying about Jimmy Altman? Yeah, we got a lot of James Altman. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, Spencer, can you crank up that slide up that slider for we'll him a little, a little bit? higher for me. Yeah. You guys can hear me that good? Yeah, that just good? do it like Doug. Just jam yeah, the just mic. Yeah, really eat that, that yeah. mic. That's, eat hey, that that's mic. the Doug yeah. Kane special. So we got a lot of stuff from James Altman. Um, I just had him, and I was trying to eat my mic, so I lost him. <laughs> but we got someone that said, agree, nice call on Altman. We stand J-O around these parts. <laughs> obviously James like Altman got another one over here um uh, where was it uh this I'll is from uh, Mike Wargo on Facebook he said Altman is a future star D-Max so you know people are high on him and then we got something special we got a super oh, chat go. cue the music center and hit that button you gotta go center cam oh, there, there it is, is. 
special so day here. this one is from jdog199 now i'm gonna put the question out now if you guys want to save it for some julio talk you can but i just want to put it out there because we respect those super chats when they come yes, so jdog says can dodgers get a team-friendly deal on urias obviously he's been struggling so again maybe we'll save that for urias talk but if a, if a super chat comes, I'm reading it. So. Yeah, That's we're going to talk about that. It's definitely yeah. something we are going to address. Yeah. It is possible. I don't think it's likely, but it's definitely we're talking about. So we'll, we'll get yeah. there later. We will, yeah, we will get there. Appreciate all the super chat. J-Dog, the, the legend. Uh, yeah, how, how are we doing? Do you want to do all of our ups and all of our downs in an order? Because I really want to talk about one more up. I, I am happy. Whatever floats your boat, baby. I am thrilled. Uh, it, is an, it is an absolute uh, one of three ups for the Dodgers that we are seeing uh, some real, honest, progression from walker bueller he said he's getting 94 off the bump right now he's still his target is september 1st he feels it's an absolute reality dave roberts has gotten on board with the idea of buying into uh uh, uh walker's uh reality of september 1st but it looks like this is a dude that is gonna help this club at some point this year and that's exciting to me because it, it, anytime you want walker bueller it's in October. We've learned that now for going on six years or whatever the hell it is. Time has no meaning, but Walker Bueller is the guy you want on the bump uh, when the real games matter. Yeah, and I trust Walker Bueller. It's not like it's a rookie that they're waiting to come back. It's not like it's one of these other guys like a Tony Gonson or Dustin May that's never had sustained success in the postseason. Walker Bueller has been one of the best pitchers in the postseason in the last five to ten years. We're talking about a sub-3 ERA. You saw what he was able to do in 2020. So I did in 2018, Game 3, as a young guy coming out there. Sandy Koufax giving him an ovation as he's heading off into the dugout. So the other thing, too, is I trust Walker Bueller. This mm -hmm. is not a situation <laughs> where it's in the doctor's hands. If he thinks he's right... If he's hitting 97, 98, 99 on the gun, he's going to be back out there on the mound. They aren't going to save him until spring training of next season. So I do think I'm cautiously optimistic. I still believe they need to go out there and get a starting pitcher. One, possibly two, if another name becomes available, just in case they have another injury. But I think, yeah, all the vibes are trending in the right direction for Walker Bueller. I'll say right now, I would give it about 80% that he's going to be back for the postseason. That's just Ooh. my gut instinct in my heart of hearts, deep inside Put my bones. Put Bueller's it on going paper. to be an impact guy. The butane is going to be back for L.A. Put it on paper. That is what we want. We want Walker Bueller locking it in for justice. The Buell dog, as you call him. Yes, Buell dog. Yes, butane is, is Buell dog. And also, congratulations. They are they are going to have a babby, uh, him and uh, his woman, whose name escapes McKenzie. me. Mackenzie. 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 She's a lovely lady. We've met her before. Uh, but congratulations. They are expecting, as they would say on television, in the 50s. Doug, what's They'll probably wear the baby's pants at some point on the mound, I'm <laughs> assuming. I got tight pants. pants on. Doug. Tight pants, Bueller, what's up? Doug, give me, uh, give me one more thing you like. Another thing I liked, and you know I defend this guy to the death, and it's Maximum Muncy. It's been bad Muncy. It's been mid Muncy. But Max Muncy gets a much-needed home run. He'd been struck, gut, gut, gulling, a one-for-20 <laughs> slump. And then he gets that home run. And I think that's where he takes off. And he goes on a nice little streak here. His 22nd homer of the year. Hits that two-run shot in the fifth inning. Absolutely obliterated. He needed it in a big way. And I see people out there, oh, let's replace Max Muncy. This is a guy who he's probably going to hit 30 home runs or more, right? So... He's a guy you have to be patient with. I think ideally you get someone else at third base. You have him play at second base, but it's definitely a positive sign to have him trending in the right direction because we know that Dave Roberts and this organization, when he's right, they like to bat him clean up. They like to bat him in the top of that Dodgers lineup. So to see him get right, that definitely is very, very big. Is it getting right? It's only one homer. 
it's it's on it's on oh, the right yeah, path. Yeah. It's in the right uh, on the right uh, path. It's in the right direction. But uh, same like we talked about on Monday, you were all in. You said Julio Arias is all the way back. I said I need to see one or two more starts. And what we saw is you need a little bit more uh, um, oh, yeah. recency no. or whatever. It's like, what have you done for me lately? But also for kind of you know, more than just one game. Like I said, you know, it, it, it went off. It went on our on our Instagram, my whole uh, Nolan Arenado thing from, from Monday, and I still fully agree. And like, like you just said, get yourself a third baseman, move Max. Like, Max is still a part of the equation for sure. I'm not saying trade him, DFA, cut, or whatever. Like, Max Muncy is part of of needs to be part of this Dodgers. He is a massive part of this team. But uh, if you're able to improve at third, slide Max over to second. And hey, Mookie Betts, come on down. You can play some shortstop, which is uh, what you were drafted to do. That's a that's a really fun uh, and powerful young middle he can't infield. Be worse than Trey and Turner in the postseason, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this is fact. Mookie the Betts at shortstop over Trey Who Turner. Who did I mention? For capital E. So, yeah, no, exactly. No, and I think when it comes to Max Muncy, I want to kind of respond to your point there. I always say, like, it takes more than one game to get into a slump. It takes more than one game to get out of a slump. But if you look at his numbers across the board, I mean, 88 percentile on expected slug. He's elite in hard hit percentage, but his expected batting average is in the 16th percentage. So this guy's had terrible luck. Cody Bellinger has been a top five luckiest player in baseball. We look at his expected stats, where his numbers are. Max Muncy has one of has been one of the unluckiest players. So hopefully he really is. gets some regression to the mean. He goes on a tear and yeah i think just he's a guy that really builds on a confident moment a big moment hopefully he gets things turned around no we got anything exciting going on yeah. we had a, a couple of topics here yeah we have some good comments from a few different topics like you said first of all nicholas ramos said bueller out of the nicholas. pen would be generational i mean yeah imagine bueller nicholas. coming in like mariano rivera style that was game you know seven of the world series that was my prediction. i almost um, feel that like that might be our Hornitos Hornitos. Wait, what should they do with this, Doug? Should they Hornitos. drink responsibly? Please drink responsibly. Yes, sir, but that is our Hornitos shot taker of the day. Uh, Let's bum, go. Bum, bum, bum. So, Man, that would be fun. Wait, yeah. hold on. If we're doing that, I said fun. I didn't say, I did not say the F words. Yeah, I like it fun. My I heard fun. Would, because uh, what he comes out to a Rage Against Machine song, uh, song yeah, I he believe. Does. Like, sh would it be okay? If uh, if Bueller, if he was for some reason closing, if he came out to enter Sandman, <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool. I think that'd be really fun for everyone. And he wears forty two. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a great comment. Um, we got some about Max Muncy. Someone said enough with Max Muncy and Chris Taylor. Let's move on from these guys. So someone's a little fed up. That was uh, Francisco Avila. A little I mean, fed up with the veterans. These are two dudes who had pretty damn good series. Yeah, in Baltimore. I know they've been better as of Chris late. Chris Taylor said Grand yep. Slam of these seasons. Yep. You, you know who had a bad series in Baltimore? Basketball. The grounds crew. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my downs. <laughs> oh, I spoiled it. Yeah, I mean, what was up with that? I'm ready to watch Dodger let's, baseball. Let's let, let's let the man finish his riff, and I'll, then I'll I get really a few more quick hear. ones. We got MB said Muncy can go for Arenado. So you know, I mean, now I personally, I'm with you, Clint. I don't think Muncy goes. I just think he moves from third base, maybe back to second base. Um, and I'll get you one more here. We got, I saw one good one up here. Um, I think I already lost it. Well, I already lost it. Comments going anymore. too fast. We you got just going it. crazy. But yeah, so, someone, some pro Muncy uh, people are excited. And pe yeah, some more pro uh, Walker Bueller people think he's going to be back. Man, Bueller's going to be, that's that's just fun to think of, man. I love watching that kid on the bump. He is, he is it is fun to watch Walker on bump day. Doug. We already spoiled it a little bit. One down, grounds crew. What's going on, Baltimore? What is going on? I mean, you looked at that game. It was sunny. It was 
shining. I mean, it was a perfect day for baseball, but hey, they fell asleep. They took a big L. I don't know if they watched the scene from Bull Durham where they just took all the sprinklers on and sprayed all over the field or something like that. But yeah, look at that grounds crew. Did it impact Julio Arias' start? That's what I'm wondering. He's a guy that's a creature of routine. You know, his road and home splits have been really bad this season. But yeah, get it together, Orioles ground crew. I was ready to watch that game at 10.05. And hey, you sent it back about 41 minutes, okay? I was not feeling that. Don't upset the king of Los Angeles, Doug McCain. Come on now. Was it 41 minutes, the team's ground crew? <laughs> I mean, it's just, and watching them tend to that rain Get so off. field. Get off my lawn. It's wet, Doug McCain. Yes. All right, exactly. another down. Um, you know, I defended him. I don't even know if I defended him. I just, I spoke in, in the mind of, like, Dodgers reality about Austin Barnes on Monday. This is a guy they love. This is a guy they're not going to take off the roster, off the active roster in any way unless he is injured, but continues to be a liability in the games in which he starts. Exactly. And look, you are uh, on the money of that. Hit that one on the nail. I mean, he is a liability at the plate. He does go one for four, got that base hit off of Felix Bautista, who's one of the best relievers in the sport. I felt really bad for the guy because when he flied out there in the fifth inning, that would have been a home run. It was actually flied to left in the fifth inning. That would have been a home run in 29 of 30 parks out there. So he would have got a home run, but still, he has been the worst hitter in baseball as far as how many opportunities he's gotten. He has struggled. He continues to struggle. He raised his batting average to 108. When you say you raised your batting <laughs> average to 108, that's how you know oh, there's fam. a problem. Has a negative five weighted runs created plus. I looked it up. It says Clint Pacias has a zero weighted runs created plus. So technically, your I offensive am. production has been better than Austin Barnes this season, Clint, because, hey, 11 hits for Austin Barnes. And look, we the thing that concerns me is, why is he on the field, right? Because he helps pitchers out. He knows how to call a great game. Did he help Julio Urias out? I mean, framing has actually gone down if you look at some of the metrics. So I do think that, yeah, it is overblown. He is a guy that plays maybe once, maybe twice a week max. But still, you don't want to be overly concerned about a guy that is your backup catcher. But I will say, you better hope that Will Smith stays healthy. Because if he gets injured, if he gets hurt, what do they do? So it's definitely a big problem. I think that, not a big problem, but it's definitely a concern, I think. What is Hunter Fiducia, a guy who's raked, the guy who's done everything? Yeah, why has he gotten an opportunity? You know, that is one of the more, uh, I wouldn't say frustrating or annoying things, but Dave, give give credit to Dave Roberts. He's usually pretty good about the idea of, hey, you're going to get a job based on the meritocracy. But there are guys he will stick with through thick and thin and thicker. Now, we're not talking like three or five Cs here. We're talking about a hard K at the end, thick. Through the thick and is thins, um, and I guess in this case we're really focusing on the thin with uh, the the production out of Austin Barnes. While somebody like Hunter Fiducia, yeah, he's an older prospect, not really a prospect, but he's an older, um, you know, really should be a four A guy. He's just not going to get an opportunity uh, here in L A. And that's got to be tough, and it's got to be tough for the guys down in the the you know the minor leagues. You got Diego Cartaya, friend of the show. You don't know what's going to happen with him. You got another guy. Uh, uh, that that you're hoping to get some time with uh, real soon with the, the future um, uh, the kid I can't remember his name I try Don to buy myself Dalton Don rushing. rushing yeah it's a very yeah. basic name man I'm sorry is he the new Michael Grove for you as far <laughs> as a new, that that is a new Michael Grove how Respect. long I took the whole off season yeah. forgetting Michael Grove's name I remember the face I remember the kid now he's got that cutter so you can remember it now but um, yeah one thing I want to ask you tough, though man. that's tough for a hunter but what are your thoughts I mean as far as do you think it's too late in the year to say, okay, there's so many concerns, of course, you have to address starting pitching, you need another bat, you need a reliever, to go out there and maybe get a backup catcher. Those guys are available. It's kind of late. You kind of disrupt the chemistry. I understand that. But, hey, he's a negative one-and-a-half war. If the Dodgers lose the division by one game, 
I'm looking at you, Austin Barnes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I care. They're going to still be in the playoffs. I care less about that division. Playoffs? But playoffs, uh, you know, it's still uh, we've seen. That's the thing. We've seen this team do it. We already talked about it. I don't want to spend a lot of time. But we've talked about it in the past. This team has done it. They traded AJ Ellis away and they brought in uh, Ruiz and and. At the time, it ultimately helped. And Ellis had a 47 OPS plus. Yeah. He wasn't this bad. Austin Barnes would kill for a 47 yeah. OPS plus. And this but is also a team OPS. that let uh, Justin Turner walk in the offseason. So, really, nothing is off the table. He must have pictures. Really? <laughs> really? Does he have pictures with Dave Roberts golfing with the devil or something? I mean, I, I can't understand it. Man, I really want to know what he would say if we weren't on camera. But uh, speaking of camera, here's no cameras. What do you got for me in the chat there, Chief? Yeah, so we just got some Austin Barnes. Orlando said Barnes needs to retire and just be a coach advisor. Um, you know, you know, I mean, maybe he'd help the team out a little more. But that's more a good that point. Way. Look, I mean, if you were on the IL, there's nothing that he can't do from the IL yeah. that he can't do. At what he's, like, like what? Um, yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, he can't strike out or pop up. To, <laughs> Speaking to of IL, we got um, Austin Cinder Barnes from Play, oh, from Playmere Trade. So yeah, speaking <laughs> of that Phantom IL, we got one right there. I um, mean, Sunny here said Barnes equals Kershaw tax, which is what you're talking. But then also Brandon Drum said Barnes the same reason Age Ellis was on the team too long, Kershaw. And yeah. what did Earl Weaver say? The leader of the team is the guy who hits the three-run home run, right? That is the leader of the team. So if you want to be yeah. a leader, if you want to have your voice heard. I mean, I think that uh, carries more weight when you're producing out there. Yeah, for sure. And we've, we've had that. You know, I think uh, we've heard Justin Turner talk about in the past uh, where he wasn't having the best starts of his season at times. And he's like, I don't really feel like I should say anything right now. I got to figure out my own ish before we do anything. But yeah. uh, finally, all right, it, it's Julio time. It's time to talk Julio. He had a couple of rattled off two decent starts after coming off the IL. You know, he had the bad one, kind of got dinked and doinked to death. Had two decent ones, one you know, really good one, and then an absolute shit show in Baltimore. Um, the trust, not ideal. It's not a. It's not a very high point for Julio. What does this uh, do for his future? And then we still got to address the super chat out of it at some point. But go ahead. Yeah, lots to unpack here with Julio Arias. The first thing that really comes to mind is he was just wildly ineffective. I mean, the <clears> command <throat> was off. He wasn't hitting his spots at all. Didn't have any bite to his breaking stuff. And his stuff isn't good enough to get away with mistakes. And that's what we've learned from Julio this season. But I will remind folks out there that he's coming off one of his best outings of the year. I mean, in New York, he goes six innings, allows just that one hit to Nimmo. So it's not like he's put together some terrible starts. But if you look at his numbers as a whole, that ERA is north of five. A 502 ERA for pitchers with a minimum of 70 innings pitched, that's 89 out of 103 pitchers. That's up from the National League leading 216 last year, the FIP at 477, opponents hitting 241, up from 198 last year. The home road splits, they're glaring. So yeah, his numbers across the board, they really struggled. And I think it's just a big step back because we saw the comments after the Mets series where you're talking about the vacations over yeah. and he's really going to turn things on. And he just did not look right out there. I don't know if it was the humidity. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know if it was the, the delay, start, yeah. the heat and humidity. I mean, we saw it kind of reminded me of the first inning when he returned against the Kansas City Royals and he looked hot and he looked a little gassed like he was laboring out there. So, look, I mean, you're a pitcher. You don't need perfect conditions to go out there and deal. But. Yeah, it definitely is a concern. I think big picture, 30,000 feet from above, it's, hey, the Dodgers have a serious need at starting pitcher. But, yeah, yeah what was your read on the situation with Julio? Uh, in all honesty, 10 o'clock game, delayed. It's my day off. I didn't give one rat's yeah, crap about it. I get fired on a day off. But uh, when you're looking at the greater picture, 
uh, of this team. The, the Julio thing is now becoming a pretty big concern because you entered the season. This is your opening day starter, and he has not rattled off a an actual like legitimate streak this i don't even know how many quality starts he has this year but it's not enough and you do have to wonder and he you know he said no he's essentially in so many words via a translator said no i want dorado uh that the contract isn't a part of the problem thinking about free agency isn't a part of the problem but you have to wonder at this point it, it might have very much this deep into the season crept into his head. Hey, I'm pitching for my next big contract. This was supposed to be my year. This is supposed to be my $250 million eight-year deal in the offseason. Dude might have to settle for you know a, a, a qualifying offer, some sort of pillow contract back with the team and get right. And that's not what Scott Boris wants. It's not what the Dodgers, fan, Dodgers and Dodger fans want right now because they need this guy if you want to go anywhere in the postseason, but it's just a bad time to have a bad day and have a bad season. And it's the worst possible time. But like you said, the good thing about it, if you look at some of his options, and I just want to go back and point out that that literally was the worst start of his career. I mean, eight runs allowed. Witnessed history. We witnessed, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wrong side of history there. And I think the big takeaway from his start specifically, only five swings and misses were generated. And that's just not going to get it done. The first swing and miss came in the fifth inning there. He had 29 pitches there in the first inning, 24 in the third inning. I mean, he just did not look good. In the fifth inning was solid, faced only four batters, but it was missing his spot all night, all day, I should say. But, yeah, I think when you look at his contract moving forward, there's a couple different ways you can look at this, especially if you're a Dodgers fan. Is one, yeah, if, he's, if he finishes the season and he has an ERA north of five, maybe you do consider accepting that qualifying offer. Maybe you do consider signing a, hey, bet on yourself type deal and trying to get that stock back up. Because let me remind the you. Belly deal. The belly deal. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That Cody Bellinger, look what he was able to do in one season. Julio Arias, though, he's younger. He's a pitcher. I still think that he doesn't turn 27 till August 12. So there is plenty of time for him to get back on track. But what I've been saying for years now, the. Uh, if you want the. Oh, sorry. If you want the dub, you got to shove. But I also <laughs> said, if you want to be the man, you have to have the command. And the command isn't there for Julio Arias. And also, too, he's not a guy that throws gas. He's not a guy where the advanced analytics love him. I and mean, if you look at his FIP to his ERA, you've always seen that disparity. Miles per hour on the velo, that's not where he's at. But he, what he does do at an elite level, misses barrels, induces soft contact. As long as he's hitting his spots and he has the feel for that slurve, he's going to go out there and be effective. But I do think if you're Scott Boris, you are quaking in your boots right now, and I think you are reevaluating the situation. But here's something else that's possible. If you're the Dodgers, hey, the Dodgers, hey, what do billionaires do during a recession? They're the ones that always have money. That's when they buy up all the properties, right? They're sitting there saying, hey, Julio, how about a little extension? Maybe five years, six years, seven years, $130, $140 million to see if he bites at it. Hey, maybe give him a couple bites at the apple next season. He comes back and takes a one-year deal. But I do think if you're the Dodgers, at the very least, you should explore if you can get some value out of Julio Urias on an extension. I mean, that could be one of those things that sort of uh, sets his mind at ease, and maybe that locks him back in. But we also know Satan himself, Scott Boris, your good friend, up, Scott. Good. They, they hang out every winter meeting Is since it? last year. Um, he don't do that. He's not into that. And yeah, I mean, if we're just talking for the sake of talking, I like the idea, but it's also tough to be like, yay, this guy's having his worst year. Let's give him some money. Yeah, no, I think the plan has always been 
we're going to get an eight, nine, ten year deal. But you've seen in Major League Baseball, that hasn't been the case, especially for starting pitchers. I mean, look what Robbie Ray got coming off that Cy Young. He gets a five year, $115 million deal. Look at Carlos Rodon, who just blew a kiss to Yankees fans at the Angel game. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he signs that six year deal. You're not really seeing those long term deals. And I think unless he's perfect, unless he goes into this offseason with an ERA around two, five or lower, I don't think you're going to see a monster deal. I think he has cost himself anywhere from. 20 to 100 million dollars i mean at the bottom level to the top level there and i think for julio the most important thing is just getting back on track going start for start it's like not who we think he is i mean it reminds me of rocky balboa in rock in rocky balboa the movie in 2006 it ain't about how hard, how hard you hit it it's about how hard you hit back right i mean this is not who he is this is not the real julio urias we know that urias is in there somewhere i don't think you're seeing a guy who's washed a guy who's done for him it's just about getting back to basics getting the mechanics right and being the pitcher we know that he can be because a lot of people they say yeah he doesn't have high velocity he's not a guy that's pumping 98 99 i think that's to his advantage to an extent where he can't age well if he pitches to his style i just want to say i'm proud of myself for not interjecting with a, a Sly Stallone impression there. <laughs> like that, Adrian. that's impressive by me. That shows, that shows growth. That shows maturity on my part in doing this for 1,700 years. Do it, dear Sly. <laughs> I don't know what we got on the Super Chat. No, what, hey, what, what are people saying Rainbow. about Julio? What we, we, got about? Yeah, we got a lot of Julio right now. So we got um, Ricky G209 says, I love Urias, but he's not much better than Thor right now. Obviously, I mean, that ERA at 502, it's definitely not pretty. Damn, it's uh, painful when you look at it yeah, that way. Yeah, Maddie Man 5 Dodge says, no idea who this Julio is. Jose <laughs> yeah. Oseguera says, might need to let Julio walk. Um, I do want to get back to the Super Chat question. Before I get to that, though, Doug, we got a question from Reed Hallett. He said, how much for a shoey? I think he's, going, <laughs> I think he's saying Ooh. Super Chat, how much for a shoey? You got a number on that or what? Oh, man. Man, give me uh, $2. Listen. $2. No, That's a low no, price no. for a shoey. That's good value, though. That's great value. We, you can do like 30 shoeys today if we get that. He just need to, like, he, all right, we need, I mean, Doug needs the a shoey The shoeys come from the heart. The shoeys come from the heart. Yeah. Pay less. Mm. Give us a call. My Jordan's already moldy right now, and they mm. smell funky. So, but I, I look, I mean, let's let's see how the show goes, okay? Yeah. Um, another, another few quick Julios. Um, we got MB says 68 years for Julio sounds right, but the Dodgers won't be the ones paying it. Um, James Noriega said Julio is not done. He can still be a lead and contribute big time. So he kind of, I guess, is going back to the start before. But I do want to guess all the way back to the initial question, which I want to find quickly. Our first super chat. Okay, Man. I don't remember. I can't find it uh, exactly, but it was basically, can is he? Can the Dodgers get a team-friendly deal on Julio now that just he's struggling? Just kind of what he was going for. What would yeah. you give him? What is your deal? Like, let's say three years? How much are you giving for three years? I don't think they'd bite on that. I think at that point they would say, we want to take a team-friendly one-year deal, try to get oh, back okay, to the market. Regard. I would say for him to even consider it, which I still think is unlikely, you're looking at something six years, 130, 140 million, because you're still having to pay a premium. He's still young. He's a left-handed pitcher. He has a great track record. He has remained healthy, no arm, no shoulder issues. So yeah, he has been going through it of late, but still we know that he's one of the better left-handed pitchers in the game, even though he's going through it. That deal is terrible for him. It's terrible for Scott Boris because it would mean he's a free agent at age 33. You give him a two-year deal with like a, a, a either a mutual option or a player option. Let's say mutual. Uh, you give him a two-year deal. 
He's a free agent at age 30. He can still out, go out and get the bag. So you got to think about that far ahead. I think the one-year deal is nice. I don't think they go But I think he six. would almost consider that the six years is his bag. I think that at that point, you're probably saying for Julio Arias, you're protecting yourself from injury. You kind of look at Because, look, this is how this stuff works, man. Scott Boris, his people, they're going to come to the negotiating table. They're going to have all their information. They're going to have all their statistics. And they're going to try to say, hey, this is one of the best pitchers in the game. And the team, let's say the Dodgers, they're going to say, okay, but look at these advanced metrics it doesn't make a lot of sense. So they're going to try to, it's almost like a little mini arbitration yeah. hearing amongst each other. So I think that Julio, they understand his value. Scott Boris understands his value. I still believe though, there's a lot of time left. I mean, if he goes out there, he has dominant starts in the postseason. He performs well. There's still an opportunity for him to sign a contract that's just shy of 200 million or north of 200 million. I think what people need to understand about Julio Arias is he's not a Rodon. He's not a Scherzer. He's not an older pitcher. He's not a pitcher that's 30. He's literally 26 years old. This is a guy that came up age 19. He's hitting free agency so early that they're going to be looking for those years and that security. And I do think there's going to be teams out there, the Texas Rangers, the Padres, possibly. They are going to be suitors for Julio. So let's Let's not forget, I mean, there's people that have struggled in their career. There's players that have had down times, but he just came off two really nice starts, two six-inning starts where he was looking quality. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get the bag somewhere, but for the, the exercise of the question and the idea of, of a not uh, it's sort of a pillow contract or whatever but I, that I idea, I, I would put it more in the, uh, the, the two-year range. Question to you. Douglas McCain, and we haven't uh, we haven't addressed readdressed this since we did um, six months ago. We did uh, one of our roundtables with friend of the show Claudia Gestro. Check out Claudia online. She's uh, one of the hardest working people in show business here. Where is Julio pitching in 2024? Now here's that your, update. Is here's your a tough update. one. I, I will preface this by saying that if you want to see Julio Urias in a Dodgers uniform. The only hope you had is for him to perform the way he is, for him to have the year he's having. Other than that, I think his bags are packed. He's gone. I still don't believe he's going to be back with the Dodgers next season because I still believe the Dodgers are going to go all in on Shohei Otani. If they get another starting pitcher at the deadline that has some team control, I think most likely you'll get guys that are on expiring contracts. But, hey, let's say, for example, you go out there and get a Max Scherzer and you sign a Shohei Otani. You got almost $100 million on pitching next season. But as far for the sake of this question, I still believe I'm still good. I have to stick with my original prediction. I think he ends up with the Texas Rangers. They have a lot of money to spend. Nice controlled environment there at Globe Life Field. We've seen the home and away splits the way they are. Maybe he benefits from going out there and going to a team that uh, has signed some former Dodgers. We know Scott Boris and his relationship with that organization. So, yeah, I definitely think there's going to be one Dodgers starting pitch on the Texas Rangers next season. Hopefully it's not Clayton Kershaw. But I think Julio Arias, I think, ends up in Texas. I mean, I would love it for him to be on the Dodgers because he's the indelible image of the 2020 World Series. I love the Urias. This guy is one of my favorite pitches to watch of all time. But that's just what my gut tells me. Three teams I got. I like the Rangers. Right at the top of the list, Yankees. Uh, I already said Rangers. I think the Mariners are in because you know how the Mariners be right now. But uh, the dark horse, and I hate it, San Francisco. They already have a lot of pitching, but uh, that's a dark horse, in my opinion. They will be kicking the tires on Julio Urias this offseason. Let's throw to that man over there, Mr. Noel. Oh, or Noah, that's Noel's not my friend, name. Noah. That's Noel. Like, can you I'm Noah. Switch? Like, somebody can, I'm Jeff. Let's switch to Jeff. That's an Jeff. easier name. <laughs> we got a lot going on in the chat right now. Doug, I think you set the bar a little low on that super chat. 
Chewy, because not only one, not <laughs> only two, but three Super Chats. We got $2 from Reed Hallett. We got $2 from Grizzly OSO. And we got $1.99 from Nicholas Ramos. Then we got another one I'll get to after. But <laughs> Reed Hallett said, hit it. We got Grizzly OSO said for the shoey, and we got wow. Nicholas Ramos said the people want Jim Beam in the Jordans. Jim, oh, I got a Doug. Uh, I think you set that bar significantly too low for the shoey. Man. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I think he meant he has to check. He has to check what he left in the cup for Monday. <laughs> I think yeah, I he meant two thousand dollars, yeah, not yeah. two dollars. Wow. Doug, it's up to you. First, guys, guys, back. we appreciate yeah. the super chat. We appreciate you guys give playing me the along. Give can, buddy. All right, Doug. Oh, Doug I'm gonna let you think. Cause we got another super. Super Yo. chat. He's just like, go get me that. Hook it up. All right, this oh one, this one, <laughs> it, <laughs> this one is from. Oh, we just got another one. We'll get to that one after. This one is from Julio uh, Ailman, and this it's like is Julio. You. Yeah, this one's a real <laughs> question. Like, why are you guys? Why are you guys? Me? Me? <laughs> uh, he. This is a real question. A little back to Bueller talk. Uh, don't you think it would be best for Bueller to come back next year to avoid injury? Obviously, we saw what happened with Dustin May coming back. But uh, I want to get to that question as Doug contemplates the shoey. But don't you think it would be better for Bueller to come back next year? This was $5 from Julio Ailman oh. to come back next year to avoid injury. Um, I mean, yes and no. I think right now the, the, the plan is they know he knows his body. He knows where he's at. They know where he's at. They're not going to force um, him to come back this year. But... Wouldn't you, uh, D Mac? Wouldn't you feel better going into the off season, uh, knowing Twice. that you were able to th like throw, you're able to like hit, or, or you're able to still get major league hitters out? You know, you pitch this year, even if it's for a little bit, even if he doesn't end up pitching well enough to to make the postseason roster, get Walker back now. Let him have as normal of an off season as possible. At least that's that's my take on it. While uh, while somebody over here locks in for his for his shoey because no, he done met you should have said five or at something least, like maybe ten I don't know two is such a low bar no I do because everyone's gonna be century. paying so much money next year at Dodger Stadium for beers for <laughs> Shohei Otani I'm gonna say hey I'll give you the value here what's okay, about Shohei Otani <laughs> oh, he's yeah. taking the shoe off no, this is for shoe so nice. this is for Shohei Otani no, no, so no. nice. oh my God that's so much no. For Shuhei Otani, baby. All, right, all I'm saying is Reed Hallett just said I was willing to pay $100. So we, what? Need, we need more super what? chats right now for Doug because what he just did is actually yes. disturbing. <laughs> it is actually Can, disturbing what he just okay. did. I, I, uh, I now fully enact uh, my, my veto power. Doug will no longer do any shoeys until the Dodgers make the postseason. Or until people give hundreds of dollars. <laughs> And they're going to be twenty five cents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was absurd. all right. That's your last regular season shoey, unless unless they get like uh, Lucas Giolito or something. Okay, like that. that's what I why say. is it on but my back? All right, I got I got I got to jump in here because people are talking about the shoey. We got Nicholas Ramos. He said, "Most trusted man in Dodgers media, Douglas McCain." <laughs> I got your man back, guys. of the I got people. Your back. I could not agree more. Uh, Orlando said, "At this point, Doug does shoeys for pleasure." <laughs> Honestly, I think Orlando it just might be hits right. Different, different oh, buzz yeah. for I'm sure. I'm getting a call. It's actually the police. They said they're coming <laughs> to get Doug. Um, <laughs> Doug take my got keys. A uh, guys, we got more Doug content because Spencer hit that button. Oh. We got a super chat. 
Uh, Doug, I'm going to let you answer as much as this or as little as this question as you want. Oh, my this goodness. Is Sammy Smith, $10 super Yo. chat. He said, or she, thanks for the content, DMAC. Maybe weird question, but how long have you been covering the Dodgers, and how old are you? I'll let you answer Ooh. as much as that wow. as you want. Oh, hey, hey. Damn, what you know about only Doug over <laughs> here? <laughs> well, first of all, I've been covering the Dodgers since uh, 2019, since Mr. Clint Pasillas put since, me on here, the greatest day of my life. Since I hired him in 2019, yeah. one of the best hirings I've ever done ever, for this company. Ever, Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> to answer your second question, I don't want to hurt my value, man. A real lady doesn't say their age. I'm like <laughs> the, I'm like Carlos in Benchwarmers, right? I'm like Carlos in Benchwarmers. You he's, can't know my age. My age. I'm like a, he's the right age. Yeah, the perfect age for you. But, yeah, since 2019, the boys in blue, Mr. Clint Pasillas put me on here, greatest day of my life, and uh, it's been good times ever since. And make, oh, you say, make sure, you, you know, again, he was brought on to do the post-game show and 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 you guys have made it this by far the best post game show online so we appreciate uh we appreciate so much the support you guys have given not only our team here but especially this man who works his ass off to bring you guys content every day every week the uh, hardest working man in show business dmac underscore yes, yeah. whether he's making you bar guides <laughs> or Gosh. tragic tales of andrew tolls he, I mean, he does he it is, all He's, he goes hard in the paint. What else you got uh, for me? A few more quick DMAC love because obviously he deserves it. We got D Goat <laughs> from Carnivorous Lunar Yo. Activity. We got Craig <laughs> Osterberg, our man. He said, Doug, you're the man. Uh, Maddie Man 5 Dodge said, oh, so that's a shoey. I'm very concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Shuhei Otani. Um, I just want to say, Michael Carrillo, I know you got a super chat. I'm saving that for trade talk. I just want you to hear me say that. But, Spencer, hit that button one more time. Oh, wow. What a special day. Apparently, all Doug needs to say is he's going to be a chewy whore. I mean, that's all he needs. But I'm, Ka- not, I'm not shaming. I mean, uh, this one's from Camille, for the money. Camille Harris, who's going to have a Cody shout out. He said, I, or she said, I just want to hear that awesome Super Shot song. Shout out Cody, producer for producer Cody Mr. for making that one. But Michael, I'm going to get to your Super Chat when we get to Trade Talk. I did not forget about you. I'm okay. saving it for Trade Talk. So it's Trade Talk season. Let's get into it. Uh, Doug, we're, we're kind of introducing a semi- Oh, went away. Uh, semi-new segment here. I'm just gonna call it "Love Them or Leave Them." You have multiple trade scenarios. You did this guy did the homework. He laid out. He stayed up all night playing around on uh, what is that? Baseball savant or something? Yeah, like. baseball MLB <laughs> trade values. And of course, it's not 100% accurate. Okay, and a lot of these, we look at the values. It's dependent on how much money you're gonna take back. It's kind of just a general idea. Yeah. And really, it's more so to really consider the players we want to get. Who do we want to? target in the trademark and i think first and foremost the number one needs especially coming off a conversation about julio Arias, is starting pitcher i'm not confident with julio in game one right now i think you need to go out there and get a guy they're desperate for starting pitching hopefully bueller bounces back like you said but i think you need to go out there and get one more premium guy so we will start though with a team i want to see the dodgers go pillage and i think this is a go big one this is a go big one for multiple starting pitchers okay and i think that might be a little excessive yeah but i do think if you want to part ways with some of these prospects and guys will tell you that follow this team on the minor league level there's going to be a numbers crunch you have to get rid of some of these guys and what they tell their players at the minor league level is hey you're not just auditioning for the dodgers you're also auditioning for 30 teams out there so at some point you got to trade them or play them and for this package dodgers get dylan cease and Dylan sees a guy who has top shelf stuff, hasn't had the greatest year, but he has electric stuff. I think on the Dodgers, he would thrive. He has multiple years of team control, so it wouldn't be a rental. You get Lucas Giolito, 
who's also a rental. He'll be the Dodgers with the Dodgers for the rest of the season. And then you get Kendall Graveman, who's been one of the best relievers Oof. in baseball this season. This is a haul. This is a haul. This is a big package. And I think you address a couple of needs, though. I mean, you get two starting pitchers. Yeah, you're coming out swinging. You're fixing the team at this trade, essentially. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad at Lance Lynn. I almost think, if you look at Lance Lynn, 27.7 strikeout rate. The ERA is sky high. The opponent's batting average is sky high. But... He's a guy that if you could get for pennies, I wouldn't be totally against. But Kendall Graveman, a 307 ERA, one more year left on his deal, $8 million. He's got the team control. Fastball velocity is in the 85th percentile, 74th percentile on whiff rate. Above average and limiting hard contact. He's not elite with the K percentage, but he also has eight saves this season. So he can miss bats in big situations. He can give you saves. Questions, what do the Dodgers get up? So the Dodgers, they give up in this trade. That's like a seven for three. This Probably. is a big one. I mean, Michael Bush, Nick Frasso, Landon Nag, Pajes, and River Ryan. Well, so you're only going five for three. But that's I mean that that's what got, that's all top fifteen talent though. Well, yeah. From the system. I mean, Dylan Cease is a major. I mean, Dylan Cease, his trade value is over fifty because of all the team control. So I think this one is unlikely. I think this is unlikely. This is unlikely. Yeah. But I would say you could also look at a package like that, and if you go to a Giolito. Maybe add another guy you probably would have to possibly start talking about Diego Cartaya for a Luis Robert. And if you want to go that big, you got instead of going with Dylan Cease, you think Giolito can be your guy who, by the way, Giolito, he got rocked in his last start. I mean, he got absolutely obliterated. Give eight runs on eight hits and three and two thirds. So, hey, guess what? It can happen to everyone. Just look at our friend who Riz just gave eight runs. But what are your thoughts on just that trade? Is some of you would pull the trigger on Clint? Give me the names again. So in this one, I know I know the White Sox names. Who are the Dodgers against? So you had you had Bush, who is the number one. Like that's the most likely guy to be traded. He has nowhere to play in L.A. He never will have a place to play in L.A. They just don't. They love him. They don't. They're not going to create a spot for him on the active roster. So he is gone, I feel, just about no matter what, this trade deadline. You mentioned Nick Frasso. That's a sell him while he's hot. I like that idea. Could be a reliever, triple digit. Landon prospect. If they, if they believed in him or if they were ready for him, if they were ready to add another rookie to the rotation, they had already call him up. But he's, what, 25 now? He's on the older side of the prospect spectrum. He's having his best year uh, between double A and triple A. He's like Lucas Giolito in a lot of ways as far as his comp. So that's something to consider as well. And look, what this trade does is you're giving up a Michael Bush who this organization has told us they're not committed to him. So at some point, you have to trade him. You have to yeah. give him an opportunity. This guy's close to 30 than he is to 20. And if you don't have a role for him this season, I think he's a guy that you have to trade at this deadline. You get to keep Diego Cartai. You don't have to move a Gavin Stone, who I still think has potential, even though he's struggling. Yeah. You get to keep some, those, up the top some prospects. of those, those, those top guys. I Honestly, I love the deal. And this, this signals the... Uh, the win now like you've talked about this is a season where you really do kind of need to go all in because this might be one way or another Clayton Kershaw's last season either as a big league pitcher or uh, in Los Angeles so you try to send him out on on a good note you try to maximize the ability to either uh, cover for the eventual loss of Julio or build a better rotation around him which as of right now is really just led by Walker Bueller and Tony Gonsolin because you don't know what you're going to get out of Bobby Miller. You don't know what you're going to get out of Emmett Sheehan, who's another guy I think will be traded this this deadline. And Dustin May has proven he's not a starter. Michael Grove, they're not in on him. 
uh, he's not he's not a he's not a big time a full time big league starter. And um, Pepio still got to see more of Ryan Pepio. So, anyways, I like the deal. A lot of prospect huggers definitely will not. You're trading away some some key names, but you're also leaving yourself a lot and fixing some major problems on this roster right now. And if you look at what this organization can do, they're like a billionaire. A billionaire is never broke, right? A billionaire, they find a way to generate money once again. And that's what this Dodgers team will do. And there's a reason why they don't have to go out there and spend big in free agency every offseason. You have these trade chips for a reason because you can get guys that are on shorter-term deals. Luis Robert for three, four seasons, that's a lot better than a Xander Bogarts at 11 years, right? The Dodgers don't have to sign those bad deals and give all that money yeah. on the back end. All we'll say, too, is... I feel like the Dodgers need an ace. Lucas Giolito isn't an guy. ace, right? He's not? I don't think he's an ace. I think he's a number two on his best day, really a middle-of-your-rotation type of guy. Yes, he's pitched a no-hitter. Yes, he's had some really quality starts. But I think if you look at this this trade market, I mean, Dylan Cease is a guy last season. I mean, he was phenomenal, 220 ERA. He has that top-shelf stuff. Max Scherzer could be available, but then you're talking about $43.3 million after this season. And then Marcus Stroman, is he really an ace? I mean, he's put up ace-level numbers. I think he's due for some regression to the mean. And I think if you get an ace, you can push everyone back versus you get Lucas Giolito. He's not starting game one for you. He's probably not starting game two for you if Julio and Clay and Kershaw are healthy. He's a guy that's going to get you to October. Will he get you through October? That's a question I have. Well, they're probably not going to go back-to-back lefty, so he's starting game two for you for sure. But um, this is a, a you know three-time three top 15 Cy Young Award finalist. Like He's also been buried on the god-awful White Sox for a very long time. So it, it's... I think I think the idea of him not being an ace that's still TBD like we don't know what his real ceiling is because he's pitched he, for a bad team bad front office doesn't have the 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 tools and the talent and 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 um uh you know all the guys in place that make the pitchers they pick up like Ryan Brazier who you know I was saying I was saying for months that Ryan Brazier is going to be I'm just making fun of you um oh I oh, I had it for my one I love too my up <laughs> For earlier, too late. Let's go back. Okay. Start, too late. start the show. I'll over. say it for next week. Um, that I would love, nice. like, even I think Noah and I were talking Lance Lynn earlier. I was talking Lance Lynn to somebody, or maybe I was just typing about it, or maybe it was just in my nightmares. But like the idea of Lance Lynn coming to the Dodgers and working with um, Mark Pryor in the pitching lab, like they can fix it. They can fix things. They couldn't fix Noah Syndergaard, but they can fix just about anything else. They got the tools. They got the talent. So um, Giolito coming to L.A., getting with those guys where he's in an organization that actually puts its money towards prospect development, pitching development, towards their players getting better after they already reach the big leagues. You've never seen any of their players really get better. They just kind of are there and sort of taper off. And I'm going to call that the the Tim Anderson effect because he has not been good. It's not a good place to play. Southside sucks. Yeah, not not everyone. You would have a have comment to it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, your shows. <laughs> that's not always the case. We've seen Dodgers go to other teams. I mean, Tyler Anderson's been bad with the Angels. We've seen Cody Bellinger have a good bounce back here. I mean, there's yeah. examples of players playing well. Heaney's outside. doing well. Heaney's pitched well. Now, if you look at it, he's been okay, but he's had better his moments though. So. Yeah, definitely better the than Angels Tyler are, Anderson. Yeah. The Angels are a team that don't invest in that pitching development. They don't, and it, it, even, there's a lot that goes into it. They the don't analytics. even invest in the damn yeah. and paying the 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 visiting clubhouse clubbies, or even the press. So they got to make some money on the side. The press or room the, had popcorn. 
Come on now. But yeah, I will say though, the, <laughs> red, the red flags for Lucas Giolito, he's had trouble keeping the ball in the yard this year. He's allowed 20 home runs. That's the eighth most in Major League Baseball. His 155 home runs per nine is the 10th highest. Does have a 304 ERA. That's 11. And what I like most about him is he's a guy that posts a 118 in the thirds innings pitch, 118 in thirds innings. That's 15th. But I will say, Lance Lynn, I'm to the point where, yeah, you look at that ERA, it's almost double. Opponent's batting average, the K percentage is above average. But if you look at some of his stuff i mean expected batting average if you look at expected slug i would love the idea of lance lynn in dodger blue i mean he's in the 28th percentile and expected slug a hard hit percentile he's below average barrel percentage walk percentage average fastball velocity that's not his bag but i think if you packaged him and got multiple guys i wouldn't be opposed to it but kendall graveman is a guy that's going to be big in the deal but let's talk about this next deal oh we got we got oh, we yeah. got some stuff uh from the chat let's go to the chat yeah very quickly we got well, we got three super chats. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get two right now. One later. Let's hit it. All right. <laughs> so, um, this one fits perfectly on the topic of White Sox, where I wanted to jump in now. Uh, this is just from Michael Bilgen, five dollars. Thank you, Michael. He said Jim Bowden proposed a trade between the Dodgers and White Sox. It was rushing Vivas and Stoner Grove for Giolito, Anderson, and Graveman. So an interesting proposal. I don't know if you guys want to give like very short. I mean, you kind of gave most about it already. Well, we we know how Jim Bowden works. He yeah. just has a piece of paper that has <laughs> yeah. the top thirty guys on it, plus like ten off, and he just goes that one, that <laughs> one, that one, and that one. So there's our thoughts on that one. Hypothetically, I mean Tyler, I mean uh, Tim Anderson. I don't think he's going to come around again this season. I think it changes scenery would do him well, but I just think that, yeah, I think that ship has sailed as far as him being a Dodger. I wouldn't be opposed to it if they made the deal, if they got some of those other guys as far as the throw-in, but, I mean, he has negative trade value, doesn't hit for power, doesn't really have a spot as far as where he's going to bat in the lineup. I think that's something, too. So, defensively, he's definitely below average, so I'm not too big on that deal. The second deal, though, we have is this one is a little more conservative, <laughs> a little more not as blockbuster, but you got Lucas Giolito coming to the Dodgers, Kendall Graveman. I think those are the two biggest things. You need a reliever, you yeah. need a starting pitcher, and I think we go get a bat from another team, maybe the Washington Nationals. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> and then the White Sox, <laughs> they get Landon Knack, you got Edie's Leonard, and you got River Ryan. So that, to me, is a pretty fair deal. I think you get pitching in return, you get a position player, you get Landon Knack, <clears throat> who I think is going to be steady at the very least. So I like that deal. And look, let's not forget that Giolito, he's an expiring contract. If you look at what yeah. they got for you, Darvish, back in 2017, the Dodgers gave their number four, 17, and 27 prospects. So it's definitely something that is on par with that. Yeah, it's uh, to me, it sounds a little bit of an overpay, uh, just because they have so many guys that are going to be under team control for it, uh, as opposed to you know the Dodgers essentially getting a one and done starter and whatever. Uh, but that doesn't preclude them from working out a, an extension after the fact or what have you. Um, that's my thought. I mean, at this point, those guys aren't going to help the team this year. They might not really help too much next year. I mean, maybe Knack. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, look, I got news for you. If you want to get an impact was, player, okay if it. you want to get an impact player, you are going to 100% overpay yeah. with multiple teams Especially involved, in this not oh, yeah. a lot of aces available. It's yeah. like buying a water bottle at a concert, right? You're going to have to pay <laughs> $6.25 for that water bottle, okay? It's like buying and a shoe. You're going to love it. Yeah, so that's just the reality. If you want to go, that's basically the base level. You're going to have to overpay to a degree. It just comes down to who's competitive, who are the natural trade partners. I think the Dodgers, yes, it's a natural trade partner with the White Sox. Who knows? Joe 
Kelly could be in the mix. You could throw in multiple receivers. If Liam Hendricks was healthy and you could trust that, he's a guy where you would ultimately get in and he's under contract for next season. That that deal, 15 million, will be automatically put in play. And that's something you consider too. But next one, I think this is a little more up your alley. Did you have more stuff though? I know I know I mean, there I, was more I in can, the tank. I can I can save it for No, after. jump in, jump in whenever you want. No, it's you you finish. It's really Well, random. I mean, we got we not rattled off one of the super chats of like We got said, two like, more, yeah. yeah. Two more super chats. Are they related to the White Sox? Not White Sox. So we'll okay, save them. we're going to save them. We'll pocket them. But you just Actually, one in. of them kind of can be. I'm we're going to hit this one. Hit the hit the music. Got to be demanding. so this one I'm just going to I'm going to bring it up cuz it yes. has to do with bullpen. Um, and you're talking bullpen. So Gabe199, thank you, Gabe. He just said, thank be you. ready to see Ken Giles soon. So obviously yeah, Ken Giles is someone who's around. He's throwing a AAA right now. Uh, his first game at AAA, he gave up a run, but I think he's pitched decently Yeah, so since. maybe he can fill some bullpen. Maybe. One guy we will never see, and I've been saying it all season long, Jimmy Nelson. Yeah. All right, Doug, let's get another Ken trade. Giles, I mean, at one point, is one of the game's best <laughs> relievers, and if any organization can fix him, it's this one's. But next one... It's my Ken Giles impression. You Ken Giles... Oh, when he punched himself? That yeah, was classic. Yeah. Dumbass. I yeah. kind of hurt a little bit. Am I, getting, am I getting soft in my old age? The answer is yes. So next one, <laughs> the Cardinals get Maddox Brungs, you get Landon Knack, and you get Ramos, and then the Dodgers get... You can either do you can either get Hicks or you could get Montgomery. So I mean that one you could also get Jack Flaherty in the mix as well. I think for me when you look at Jordan Hicks when you look at Montgomery, uh, I mean Jordan Hicks of course as a reliever he's a guy that throws gas. He's a guy that's going to miss bats, fastball velocity in the hundred percentile. We saw what Aroldis Chapman's been able to do this season. I think in the postseason you want to offer that dynamic and the Dodgers really don't have that. Yes, you have Bruce Dark Gratterall, but he's not a guy that's going to be missing bats. If you look at at Hicks, we're talking about a guy in the 87th percentile with percentage, but he also misses barrels. The fastball is where you need it to be. The expected numbers are where you need it to be. The walk rate isn't great, and that definitely is a little bit of concern. But basically, the deal with the Cardinals, I'm looking at one of those starting pitchers. I'm looking at either Montgomery or Flaherty. You pair that with Hicks. If you want to go position player route, you could look at a Tyler O'Neill where Tyler O'Neill, we know the Dodgers could use another outfielder, but his strikeout rate is absolutely sky high this season. He was on the 60-day I.L. with a back injury. Yeah. But in 2021, <clears throat> he was fantastic. He was an all-star, 34 home runs, one of the best outfielders in the game that season. The big thing with that, though, it's like they're not going to move off of the outfield of Peralta, Outman, and, uh, and Hayward right now against a right-handed pitcher. Like The outfield we see... There is nothing at this point like they would need to just completely any one of those guys would need to completely stop hitting for Dave Roberts to not have them in the, the in the lineup in October. So getting somebody like that um, as as great as it would be. Yeah, it's 100 uh, percent a market improvement for the 26 man. But then you're you're essentially trading who knows how much to get a former all-star outfielder to be your fourth outfielder and start in left or center or wherever they try to put him um, against left-handed pitching only. And I don't know if they do that. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I'm not high on the idea. I just know that a lot of people are. For me, it's more about, I mean, I would rather go a... Better than Jake Marisnik. Uh, better than Jake Marisnik, that's for sure. I mean, right. Edmund is a guy that's under multiple years of team control. Paul DeYoung. I mean, there are other guys, but I think more it's from the pitching side. And I think third base, we got to talk about your big white whale, Nolan Arenado. So Nolan Arenado, of course, that's going to be a massive deal. I think the big kicker in that deal is could you get him for a Bruns, a Bush, a Knack, a Ramos... But the difference is how much money are the Cardinals willing to pay, if any? Will he 
Will he just go away with that uh, no trade clause? Will he approve of a trade to the Dodgers? I think he will. I think that he's had his eyes on Dodger Blue pretty much in his entire career as a Southern California kid. So I think he will. <laughs> Only question is, yeah, I mean, if he if the Dodgers don't absorb if, they, if the Cardinals don't absorb some of that salary, how will that impact the trade? And yeah, I think that one. If you get Arenado, Hicks, and Montgomery, then you get your bat, but you get at a position where it can help you defensively. You can leave that outfield and intact. That so a, that is a blockbuster. I mean, that's an off-season move for sure. Uh, of all those guys, you guys, you heard me riff. You've seen me. We we put it on on the Instagram machine as well. I'm all aboard the Arenado train again. I think it makes this team so much better. The reality is, you know. The um, Cardinals have said it's like, yeah, they're willing to trade him, but it's got to be the perfect deal. And I don't I don't know if they can sell trading one of him or or Goldie and giving another team money like that's a hard sell uh, in, in what's been such a like a bad season for them. Uh, we know the fan base. They always the Cardinal fan base. They go strong. But um, that's that's a hard sell to a fan base that's already struggling with uh with the loss of Yadier Molina with all that kind of stuff uh and having a bad season Noah what you got for me in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. It's officially time to get to Michael Carrillo Super Chat. So, um. Man, what a crazy yeah. so Michael has you guys. patiently yes, waited. I think he sent this about 10 hours ago. Sorry, so he Mike. very patiently waited. And it's on the Cardinals topic. Why his are you question, gatekeeping uh, here, man? <laughs> it, was, it was a perfect, I knew we were going to get there. So his yeah, question yeah, yeah. was a potential O'Neal Montgomery trade package. Like what, you know, if that's a possibility for the Dodgers. I know you basically talked about it. Any final thoughts? And then we've got two more Super Chats also. Yeah, so I just, would say, yeah. I would say for sure. I mean, those guys. What was your deal again? My deal for, so for, I think, I mean, if I was the Dodgers, I would definitely try to see if you get Hicks. I mean, he's on expiring deal. That's one I would absolutely pursue. But Montgomery is a guy that they're probably going to deal. I mean, could you get Montgomery and Hicks for a Bruns, Knack, and Ramos? I think that's a fair deal. I think that makes sense for the Cardinals. I think maybe you see maybe one or two of those guys and a lesser Dodgers prospect. That's also possible. But they're going to trade Montgomery. They're going to trade Hicks. They have to unload all these guys because they're not going to be back. As far as... Montgomery versus Hicks. I mean, Montgomery, a 314 ERA this season, goes with that sinker change, that curveball. Flaherty, though, I think if you're going to go that route, I think Flaherty, you're going to see if he can be available because Flaherty, he does not look like the guy that he was in 2019 when he was striking out almost 30% of the batters he was facing. ERA fifth, north of four, strikeout rate below average, walk rate below average. <laughs> the four-seam slider curveball cutter. But he is above average at missing barrels. Opponents are hitting 305 off his four-seam fastball. That's a concern. So I think that fans, I think that the Dodgers would probably want to see Flaherty if they're going to get yeah. one of those starting pitchers. Like Flaherty is a right-hand pitcher. Flaherty's a two, like, like Montgomery doesn't do anything for me. It really doesn't. That That's a regular he's season good, move. pretty good, though. It's a regular season move. And, yeah, he's had, he's had a really good career since 21. Yeah. But he's still not, like... That's not your. That's not your uh, game one starter. It's not a game two starter. That's the the game four starter. And if you're trying to go out there and get an ace with the um, the postseason in mind, that's 
that's not necessarily your guy. But this is a team that needs help to fill innings now. And yeah. that's where that move does help. And there's nothing wrong it's with having lefty, a, so. nothing wrong with having a you know a Rich Hill in the back end of your rotation, something like that, you know? Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right on that. I think for <clears> me though, that's why I'm not as bullish on a trade with the Cardinals, <clears> because I don't <throat> love the starting pitcher that you're gonna get back. I love yeah. Hicks. I think maybe you could pluck a position player there. Reckon. But really it's not the perfect scenario. Unless the Dodgers are helping on trying to get Arenado, maybe they have intel that they're not gonna get Shohei Otani. And if that's the case, if you look at past 2024, Dodgers don't have very many guys on the books. Mookie and Freddie are essentially the only long-term deals. Chris Taylor, Austin Barnes, some of these guys are gonna fall off and yeah, I mean, it makes some sense. I still want to keep the flexibility and maintain that. And yes, you can get Arenado and a Shohei Otani theoretically. But yeah, I think Jordan Montgomery, only thing he really does great is he doesn't walk guys. He limits hard contact. But I agree with you. He's not a guy that's going to move the needle enough to say, okay, let's pull the trigger in part ways with some of these better prospects. Noah, what else you got for me? Yeah, so there's, there's a lot going on here. Yes, Before I get to you. the super chats, a lot of Jordan Hicks love in the chat. So people yeah. are Jordan very Hicks high man. People him. love the velo. Yeah, I mean, people love him as a potential you know, yeah. shutdown reliever. But I think they're testing me and Spencer today because we got two more super chats. Yes, sir. Thursday. Man, just leave it running. Honestly. Thirsty Thursday. Um, so I'm going to start with this one. I don't know if you had a p another trade package coming for the Tigers, but Gabe... 499, thank you for the super chat. Oh, awesome. He says he would like to see a package to Detroit for Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Alex. I think it's Lange. I don't know if it's Lange yeah, or Lange. I don't know how to say his name, but I know he's a good reliever. Lange. I don't know yeah. which one it is, but he wants to see a package for those two. Any thoughts? I think he's closing for them. Yeah. yeah no, he's, he's doing definitely some closing. one of the better relievers. That's a guy who um, can absolutely helped this team as far as <laughs> I can't think, I can't not think of Erod and see him throwing his throwing glove it, yeah. on the mound. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, if, I, or, if we're going to Detroit. Uh, I would rather come home with Lorenzen right now myself. But um, anyways, I'm going to leave it to you, Douglas. Yeah, no, Rodriguez is a guy who could absolutely help this team. Strikeout rate, a little above average, ERA under three. He's a guy that's going to have some suitors out there. He's a guy that is for sure, if you're in the market for a starting pitcher, I do expect him to be traded at the deadline. I personally would go, he's, look, you're not going to get all these guys. I would go with Giolito over him at this stage, oh, I yeah. think. That's that's for me. Jay Leto is my my pitcher, man. That's my guy. That's the guy. Yeah. But so I mean, Rodriguez. Though I mean, the there's, yeah. I mean, Cisnero also on the Detroit Tigers could help this team. If you look at Rodriguez contractually, he's got that opt out. So it's very interesting how that kind of lights how that lines up. So I think if you're the Dodgers, you don't want to kind of bring in anyone. <coughs> it does feel like they want to bring in a guy unless they truly believe that he's going to be at ace level yes. they truly want to invest in. And I think, yeah, he probably is. I mean, he has, he has a, he's at an ace level for sure. He also comes with some baggage. He kind of just like dipped on them at one point to start the season. I, I forgot what he it just was, bounced, but, yeah. but he was on um, um, the restricted list. I, I, I don't remember what it was, but anyways. Um, yeah. I said my piece. Give me Lorenzen instead. Yeah, I, see, I see arms in the A uh, like they can. Yeah. Uh, so we already had another super chat. Personal matter. But we oh. just got another super chat. Yes, sir. Man. Spencer is just pushing hey, super chat buttons. How's that finger doing? Give me a <laughs> thumbs mean, up or thumbs down. I mean, like, he is, he is hey, he's locked in. Let's go. 17-hour so live show. Yeah, the other one was not fully on topic, so I was going to save it. So I'm going to go to the one that is fully on topic. Game Rob keeping. T. 
$10. Yeah, Rob T. He said, reunite Jack and Gio. That's Jack Flaherty and Lucas Giolito. The Harvard Westlake two-headed monster. LA locals, locals go blue. Otani a Dodger in 2024. <laughs> he is dropping heat, Rob T. Man, Rob T, 10 bucks. How much is he throwing towards the uh, the Dodgers like front office fund here? Yeah. Because he's, he's getting, man, Mitchell Lott is going to be 50 bucks next season. Those Wolverines are going to be back, man. The Harvard Westlake Wolverines. He was, yeah, he was sitting on that one. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been saving that Wolverine. How many tackles did he have in his freshman <laughs> year high school? Uh, look, you're not going to get both those guys. I think it's unlikely, but no, it's a not trade. this year. It's a, it's it's a, a future, trade with yeah, it's a future. trade with one team. That's what yeah. they're doing this year. It's what they do every year. It's one team they focus on. Uh, whether it's going out and getting Manny Machado six for one or three for one to get you Darvish or whatever the hell it is. That's what this team does. They don't they don't go hard in the paint on on two different teams. Yeah. You had something else. To I add? mean, there is a second super chat if you guys want. It's a little off topic. All the super chats. If you want if it, all right, we'll hit the music. All right, hitting music. <laughs> My neck hurts. <laughs> so this one is from J Dog again. Thank you, J Dog. J Dog. One ninety nine. He said, "Dmac Vargas Yo. has been killing Triple A, but lost in MLB thoughts." This is your boy Miguel Vargas. Yeah. One, so, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, you, the, he had to put the train at yeah. the station for a while. <laughs> hey, the, the stock has just plummeted. <laughs> If Miguel Vargas has no more fans, it means I'm no longer on this earth. Okay, you guys know that. I'm not going to do the whole speech, but I'm very intrigued and very excited by how he looks That's going so four good. for four. I mean, look, this is a guy that has talent, his bat-to-ball skills. I just want to see him hit line drives, lift the ball a little more, go gap to gap. And, Clint, I don't know if you heard Mookie Betts talking about Miguel Vargas and the fact that, yeah, he's going through it a little bit, and they expect him to be back. I mean, to hear Mookie Betts say that, it carried weight with me, and I hope and pray he comes back because I don't want to see him get traded. I think he has a lot of potential. I think defensively, you kind of worry about his fit. He needs to find a place where he know he can he can get it done and justify him at the play with the stick. But I still think it's too early to sell your stock on Miggy Vargas. It's good to see him after an 0-3 first game really getting going. Yeah, he has an opportunity to, to work his way back. Uh, is it going to be this season? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to be because like injuries force the team's hand. I think he will play his way back because they really want him to play second base and uh, let's be fair. You probably like I. I love what Jay Hayes doing. I don't. I would rather have Marcus Lynn Betts, a Gold Glove right fielder, out there. I mean, they're both Gold Glove right fielders, but um, I would rather have Mookie in the outfield come playoff time. He's been great. He's he's phenomenal in the infield. But you know, call me old fashioned. It worked the last time. They were, <laughs> you know, they had they had actual World Series champ uh, or uh, chances when he was playing right field. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's when everything starts to really materialize after the trade. I think things are going to kind of solidify, and you'll start to see that as well. But this next one, I'm excited okay. to run this one by you. Okay, All right. Nationals get Michael Bush. No, Nationals get Landon Knack, Edie's Leonard, Michael Bush. Dodgers get Jamer Candelario uh, and Lane Thomas. Uh-huh. And I think that's a deal. Lane Thomas He's one of the most underrated players in baseball. I feel like Jonah Hill in Moneyball, just trying to point out, he's one of the most underrated players in, in baseball, and he's the guy he crushes against left-handed pitching. He's under team control for multiple seasons. He's hitting over 1,000 against left-handed pitching, plays mainly center field, right field, can play left field. So that's the name of the Jamer Candelario, one of the better defenders in the league, uh, above average bat, also is a switch hitter. So that's a, a move that maybe you make a move just for starting pitching for the White Sox. You get Graveman, you get Giolito, and then you get in 
a Jamer Candelario. And by the way, I feel like this is unlikely. I just kind of wanted to point out this deal with the Nationals because I think offensively it could help. I'm not saying I'm totally gung-ho on the idea of cashing on Bush for this, but Thomas is a guy who, I'm telling you, he's one of the more underrated players in the league. Hits the ball hard. The, the Thomas one, I mean, admittedly, you know, I'm like uh, like a Washington fan. I don't know much about the Nationals these days. Um, I, I just know in looking at the stats right now, are you talking about a Candelario is having his best season ever? And, inspiring deal. Uh, inspiring deal or, or whatever. Uh, I, I'm not giving them two high-value prospects or two, you know, top ten prospects or whatever na names you said. Like, yeah, you threw in Eddie's Leonard. I'd rather, I'd rather get rid of Eddie's Leonard because they have no – they're never going to use him, and he's just taking up space on the 40-man. Well, well, the reason why it'd be so expensive is, is Thomas has two arbitration years left. Yeah. So that's really what makes that expensive. But I have a challenge for you. I mean, I want to get a promise from you. If we do trade – for Jamie Candelario, we. I know one of those guys says Hold we. On, we talks about our team. Blood think he on the see. team. Let me see what I got in here. Go ahead. Okay. You. Have oh wait, I, I was handed. I was handed some money, so I got. I got a pretty good amount of money going here. Give me a here. David Ortiz. Give me a pay the man. Pay I, uh, the man. Can I get a major league baseball player for about uh, like like I don't know, like 120 bucks? Well, for 120 bucks. Yeah. Man, I think Puig would probably play for that right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> He's in L.A. Let's be honest. He's in L.A. Let's be honest. But how about this? You, If we get Jamer Candelario, you have to do a shoey. Oh, man. Oh. It's going to be a fresh shoe. A brand new croc? Brand new <laughs> brand new croc. With gibbet? Um, yeah, I feel like I feel stupid. Whatever. Sure, they're not going to get him. No, it's possible. Just dead, just dead fist you. That, oh, yeah. wait, can we can we meet in the middle where it's just there? Just oh yeah, that that looked really that looked good on the on the camera there. Okay, I just want to make sure. And then this next one, because I want to get your thoughts on Marcus Stroman. Two this, hours, you know, you know. Yeah, we'll end this real quick. So, <laughs> two hours. Dodgers show. they get Marcus Stroman. The Cubs get River Ryan, Jose Ramos, and infielder Alex Freeland. So, just what are your thoughts on Marcus Stroman? You've heard what I've had to say. I think he's really solid. I don't think he's an ace in a. Critical postseason series. I think he's at number two or number three. That's having a career year. But what say you? I think um, this past offseason, Andrew Friedman, Brandon Gomes, even Dave Roberts, they all put their more so the first two. They put their their thinking caps on to bring in guys um, that completely buy in, that are team players, that are clubhouse net positives. I. think think Stroman just brings a little bit too much uh, outside noise that would disturb a team that's in really, really like that clubhouse is tight. You've seen it in person. They 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 play for each other. You know, uh, Dave was talking about it uh, when the team flew in to Baltimore for after losing that that final game against the Mets in New York. It, it was usually you'd go in, you walk into the clubhouse after a loss like that and you be a little bit more downtrodden they're having fun they're having a good time and it's deserved because they're playing well i think the the the, the stroman thing is just that's a bit too much of a clubhouse shakeup. we don't know if it's good or bad it's just you don't know if he has two bad starts la media gets on him he can turn he can sour really quick yeah you can turn on some fans you go crazy i agree with you i'm not in on marcus stroman i'm not on the stroman trade he's that 21 million dollar player so, option so i'm out on stroman which means stro that no he's a stro no i like that okay and then cody bellinger not gonna get all that it's just not gonna happen let's just be honest but With three lefty hand, uh, lefty swinging outfielders that are not doing gonna happen really and well. i wish him well big belly ever you guys know that but last trade package and this is a blockbuster of all blockbusters this is the randy jackson that's a no for me dog on this one <laughs> But you get 
The Angels get Joe Suede-Apala, Nick Nostrini, Ryan Pepio, Dalton Rushing, Emmett Sheehan, Gavin Stone. And that's pretty much a whole-ass starting rotation to starting <laughs> catcher in 2025. Tyler, Tyler, let's go with bring back T.A. He's got that dog in him. Who says no? Think about it. Doug gets to post the, the got that got dog that in d- him. For video. that, it's worth Ooh. it. Yeah. To me, that's an insane haul for rental. This was actually proposed by ESPN, by the way. And we know that John Morosi yeah. has said it's unlikely that – He's going to be traded to the Dodgers, and that if the, they do trade him at all, it's going to come down to the very end. You saw the Angels. They lost 9 of 10. They've won 3 of 4. They're starting to turn things around, but that is too big of a haul for a rental. Unless it comes with a guaranteed extension, that would change everything. Yeah, Morosi got a note from his editor. You need to get Otani to Dodgers in your story yeah. any way you can. And John said, all right, I'm going to make sure that people tweet screenshots of it then out of spite so this guy knows the game maybe i'll call sam blum that's a no for me doug yeah i agree with you i mean that's hey, a you, big you, no you have a you essentially have two degrees of separation from shohei with uh jose moda yeah that's facts i'll work my magic i'll try to is. i'll try put, to put see what's up right now. but the bottom line <laughs> is look this dodgers team they have all the resources they have all the options they have the prospect capital they have the financial muscle to absorb salary we're going to do this again next week we're going to do more trade packages talk about other teams so this is just the beginning it's going to be trade madness here dodgers nation and we're going to keep it going but last topic here let's talk some Corey seager gotta quickly talk Corey seager but first i see a hand up Yes, <laughs> super chat. What are we do with all this money? Okay, we got not one, not two, <laughs> but we got three super yeah. chats. Oh, wow. that's, uh, that's We're insane. starting with Rob T. Two dollars. Didn't say anything. Just sharing the love. Thank you, Rob. We appreciate, so much. appreciate we that. Appreciate uh, if, if I missed a comment from him, I'll, I'll get back to it. But I don't see one from him. Then we got J Dog. Third time. He's triple dipping. He's 199. He says, thanks for the show, guys. You make work go by faster. So that's hey, really so nice. Much. And then Appreciate Rob that. T again. So I think this is the comment he was trying to hit. Another $2. <laughs> he says, we'll say $4 from Rob T. He says, for the official Artie Moreno haterade fund. <laughs> yes, the biggest <laughs> hater of all the haters. I love that. All right, let's go Corey Seager. <laughs> oh, I, I, I believe there's another super chat coming. Yo, oh, another oh, super oh, chat. Super chat. <laughs> We're about to get to pay half of this, half of Otani's contract. We got a super chat from, I'm going to read this username, CPasius20. I, yes. I don't know who that Wait is. Must a be a fan. Must be Big a fan. fan. Hold up. Big fan of this show. He said, Doug, do super chat. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many things I was trying to say. I mean, they were trying to say, Doug, do shooey, $2. You, you said, Doug, do. It was worth the money. goes right back in the pot. It was worth the bit. All oh, right. we got another one. Dude, it did. This is from. I feel so bad for Spencer. This is like his first show, and it's an absolute nightmare. I feel bad for everyone hearing my I voice mean, so much. It's not a nightmare. We appreciate the hell yeah, out of these, awesome. especially Sipa CS20. He's a very <laughs> handsome uh, this listener. This is from Eddie for Reels with a Z at the end. $5. <laughs> go Dodgers Nation. Let's Thank go, you. Dodgers. Eddie for Nation. All right, you guys can go to Corey Seager. So the Dodgers go back to uh, the home that Corey Seager built, and uh, Corey now works there. So it's a fun and exciting time to have a bit of a reunion there in in Texas. Uh, And it doesn't hurt that. I mean, it hurts Dodger fans that Corey Seager is one of the best players in the game right now. 
It does. And look, Corey Sears has been phenomenal this season in 346, 179 weighted runs, created plus 14 home runs. We've always known offensively he's been great. I mean, this is a guy that as long as he's healthy, he's on the field, he's going to be one of the better offensive players in the sport. Yep. That's why he got a $325 million deal. So the Dodgers, money. they wanted Corey Seager. There's a big difference between Corey Seager and Trey Turner. Dodgers, they didn't want Trey Turner. The Dodgers, they didn't negotiate for Trey Turner. Corey Seager, though, they offered him almost $300 million. That contract had a lot of deferred money, kind of like Mookie Betts' mm -hmm. deal. But you know what? To get $325 million in Texas, <laughs> you'd have to offer like $600 million yeah. with the Dodgers to get him to consider that deal. To me, look, it's like your high school sweetheart. You had a great relationship. And you just kind of move both ways. You're still happy for him. You're glad they're thriving. But it just was never going to happen with Corey Seager and the Dodgers, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I've said it on this show a few times uh, in recent weeks, and over time, I think I think fans, I think we will all, I know I will look back on, on him walking and then letting him walk. I'll look back on it with the same pain and disdain that I felt in 2005 when I saw uh, Adrian Beltre suiting up for the Seattle Mariners. Granted, um, Corey did a lot more in his time for the Dodgers than uh, Belly, the original Belly, had done at that time. Um, or up to that point in his career, but he was also coming off a 48 home run season, 140 RBI, OPS whatever. OPS over a thousand. OPS over a thousand. Should have been, yeah, should have been the MVP. But you got old uh, Roydy Berry yeah. uh, picking up his seventh or whatever the hell it was, seventh and final or whatever the number is. But you look, you look back at that, you let a Hall of Famer walk. You go down the road, six, seven, eight years, maybe Corey Seager's a Hall of Famer, and he's going to be wearing that that Rangers hat by that point. Yeah, no, that's definitely a tough pill to swallow. I'm with you. I'm a guy who loved Adrian Beltre. He was my favorite player at one point. It stings the fact that he has a Hall of Fame career. He's a Ranger in the Hall of Fame. And Corey Seager is a guy you drafted. He's a guy that yeah. was developed, and he comes up. He wins Rookie of the Year, and he gets the Dodgers to the promised land. I'll never forget that he was the guy who could have hit in the postseason. He was the guy who was hitting just over 200, and he goes off in the NLCS in the World Series without yeah. Corey Seager. He found the switch for God mode. And Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Turned to God <laughs> mode for sure, 100%. And he got himself a big bag. I still think, though, when you look at the contract as a whole, that's a lot of years for a guy that's dealt injuries. That's a lot of years for a guy that most likely is going to slide over to third base. And it where's the like problem could, in that? There's though. no problem in that. It's and like, I think I, that he had so much opportunity, or they had opportunity where it could have been, hey, after, and again, the reason the Dodgers have Freddie Freeman is because they did not sign Corey Seager. But I up. imagine a world where both are on the team and Corey's sliding over to first base. After Freddie's contract as a whatever as a thirty-five-year-old Corey Seager, whatever the I don't know the bat I don't I don't know math I'm not a math boy here but um, you know Cal Ripken wasn't a shortstop for his entire career he moved over and had a, a heck of a career as a third baseman at the end uh, the tail end of it with the Orioles and um, it, it wasn't going to be Corey at short for the rest of his life but there was uh, he wasn't going to be a major problem. Uh, in eight years. And, you knew, you know, his and his bat will always play. Exactly. I don't care what people say. His bat will always play. Maybe he might. He's never been a fast guy. Like He's always profiled. His swing will not change from now to eight years. I, I, still I, has I'll, one I'm of the ready best. to eat my words on it, yeah. but I feel No, it. still has one of the best hit tools. If you Beautiful look at swing all too. the projections. By the way, I will point out, I did a whole video before the season about the rules, 
and we talked about how Corey Seager was going to have the best year as how he was going to benefit from the new rules and the restriction on the shift. And he's been absolutely eating. If you look at hard contact, if you look at his barrel rates, this guy's one of the best in the league. So that's one of the best hit tools in the league. And also defensively, he's not half bad. He's around league average. So, yeah, that's not his fault. But I still think, look, it just felt like he wanted a new chapter. He wanted to start yeah. his own legacy in Texas. He wanted to go with that Rangers team. If the Dodgers offered him the equivalent money-wise, do the Dodgers really get their first big-time Scott Boris client in the modern era? I still have my doubts. I think the Dodgers were always thinking big picture. And look at what your consolation prize was. You get Freddie Freeman, who takes a backseat to no one. So insane. They're, they're fine. It does hurt. It's always going to sting, especially watching him play in that stadium in that ballpark where the Dodgers won the World Series in 2020. I was, I was gonna say I can understand why other team uh, other uh, the team fan bases hate Dodgers and hate hate the Dodgers hate Dodger fans because your consolation prize yeah. was Freddie Freeman. Tough. Exactly. Noah what you got for me before we get the hell yeah. out of here. Stop me if you've heard this before. J Dog Super J Dog Save your money. No keep it cut. All right so J Dog asked a Man. very very on-topic question. Um, he said, "Do the Dodgers go after Corey for the fake champ comment?" So, little, little, uh, a little. Um, I was gonna bring that yeah. up. I don't think they are. Me I neither. don't think they will because nah, look, there's no. It's not substantiated. It didn't come from him. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't want to do that. Leave him alone. He just wants to play baseball. Yeah. Leave him alone. Leave Corey alone. Yeah, it is a good question, but yeah. it's they're, a fair they're, they're question. Not gonna, they're not gonna say. Anything I think there's that. a chance. I mean, if I was there, I'm not gonna lie. I would ask Dave Roberts that question in the pregame scrum. I really would. You should hey, go to you, Texas. Should we? Too late? Try, just get on the road. Just, just drive right now. You'll make hey, it. Hey, do you think right. uh, Seth Meyers fans like you and I will catch up the catch the the crappy leave him alone guy? Oh, yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. Yeah. I miss, I miss, uh, uh, miss Rider Strike, man. Jeez. Can they just fix Jeez. that already? Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Man. I honk every day. Also, I We're will say, Doug did, before the year, Doug did promise that Corsair was going to have his best year. I'm not even joking. He did tell me that. He, didn't he told me to draft him in fantasy. He did say that. Didn't I tell you guys you guys should go with Seager? I'm pretty sure well, I said Doug said it too. Doug said yeah, it too. Yeah, Wouldn't end up getting them. I feel like Could I like yeah. my opinion more, but I'm just saying. He How's your fans team's going, Doug guys? Promised. But guys, the Dodgers are going to take on. Uh, go ahead and we can go to center cam and let's get the hell out of here, guys. The Dodgers are taking on the Texas Rangers for three games starting on Friday. Uh, who's starting in this series? You got Tony. You got uh, uh, Bobby Miller, and you got what's his face? Emmett. Uh, Emmett. Emit Sheehan. Yes, sir. How you feeling about the series, real quick? What, what, what's I mean, the final? What's the final? I mean, one of the better teams in the league. You got, you got Tony. You got Bobby. Baltimore. They took two or three. They took two or three. This team's gonna be locked in. They're gonna be focused. They're familiar with that ballpark. I think it's gonna be electric crowd. Let's go, Dodgers. Take two out of three. It's two out of three. That's that's a given. They will not sweep because one of the games is on Sunday. And the there's a stupid Sunday thing scaries. where the Dodgers have not won a Sunday game since what is it May 14th May 14th the Dodgers have have not won a uh, they've only won four I think four Sunday games all season long that's insane that's insane so yeah. the winning streaks do not pile up so bank the L on Sunday unless they uh, really want to prove me wrong question mark but guys. Appreciate the hell out of you for uh, giving Noah another reason to talk. Yeah, one more super <laughs> chat for the road. Wow. Big we, <laughs> we got Rob T again. I'll be honest, I don't really know what he's trying to say, but he said Artie Moreno's mustache smells like, uh, and then like has like some dot dot dots and then O N in there. You guys can decide what it means. Probably smells bad. I mean, it smells bad. 
I believe a, a bad smelling mustache. I'm I'm not getting the memo. I believe his poop does stink. As, <laughs> as they say. I'm, I'm not getting the memo, but hey, we read all super chats. So thank you, Rob T. I mean, most most not, most of them, not all. Really, let's be careful. Not at all. Yeah, we're, but, we're uh, yeah. I not you, touched that one. I had Angels fans in my DM saying, "Let him run his team like he wants to. If you want to run a baseball team, you buy one. He doesn't have to trade Otani." What kind of Angels fans? The, you know that was his, that was his family. They make those. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know there nobody, are those in this world. Nobody. Um, Halostoday.com, by the respects, way. Respects. <laughs> uh, yeah, read all about it at <laughs> Halostoday.com, where it's 24 hours Shohei a week or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Show me the Shohei. Show me the way. Show me the way. Show uh, show me. Clicked on uh, DodgersNation.com to read all about your Los Angeles Dodgers through up to and through and past the trade deadline. We have uh, a lot of coverage because that is what we do for a living also check out inside the dodgers.com part of the sports illustrated network of beautiful websites because why not so and beautiful subscribe to blue heaven we are a podcast we are on the itunes we're on all the spots your podcasts are available for free so if you can't catch us live go listen to us there doug has his interviews up there as well well what, what's the next one coming up what do you got we got my man casey porter casey go follow porter, dodgers underscore talking, daily we're talking uh, 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 uh prospects dodgers prospects lindsey graham on the draft Got two coming this weekend. Is it Graham? Yeah, the, the, that's his name. Yeah, so that's a politician. <laughs> yeah, I know that's his, that's his name too. Uh, what's the other thing? Oh yeah, YouTube. Find us on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/DodgersNationTV. If you're here, please leave a like on the videos. If you made it this far, put something in the comments. What should they say? Is they put uh, Noah Smells in the comments so I know you watched all the way to the end. Uh, and subscribe. That really does mean a whole lot to us. If you hit the bell. We don't have to remind you on social media that the show has happened because it'll just pop up in your screen. But we are coming at you live every Monday and Thursday. Uh, we, I'm assuming, we'll be live on the trade deadline day, so keep an eye out for that. I'm real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is uh, DMac underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow N Cameras on Twitter on Instagram. It is just Noah Cameras. It is Noah Cameras. Yeah. That's right. I gave away his email. That guys, don't email him. <laughs> uh, we are Dodgers Nation on the Instagram, on the Twitter, on the threads, on the TikTok, in your hearts, the, at Dodgers Nation. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the questions. Thank you so damn much for the super chats. We're just going to be counting up all that money, and uh, we have to buy Doug new shoes. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us, and we will Kurt see Shaw's you on catchers. Monday. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home.